0: Hey, what up? It is EOB in this episode of Dinner and a Podcast, which is episode six. Did you know the average podcast only makes it seven episodes? So we are so close to breaking the mold of dinner and a podcast okay uh this time around my dear friend justin barclay uh he has done a number of things not the least of which working at snx working at amp in detroit he worked at ebn in cincinnati and uh, most recently worked at wood radio and is now entrepreneur as he's been for a long time and uh doing a lot of uh life coaching i think is the best way to describe it but a very fun hour conversation with him that starts right now
1: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen.
0: There are no happy endings to a life of crime, O'Brien.
1: Down a flight of stairs next to a subway entrance. You're taking your jacket off? You're being casual? I am. That's how I roll. This isn't a restaurant, and this is no ordinary meal. You know,
0: when I'm having people for dinner, I just hate not to be with them practically
1: all the time. Our dog is 40 pounds now.
0: Holy cow! How old Are we recording this? Yeah, this isn't recording, it is it? Yeah. Oh I my just let it god!
1: Ah, <sighs> uh, well, now means, I have to be different. See, that's why I, I have to be on the I air. Tell people
0: that we start recording because I just start recording.
1: Uh, yeah. No, our dog is forty pounds now. How old? Six? No, four months. Four or five months. She's born March twenty something. What so does you that like, make?
0: hundred pounds on that dog.
1: Oh, yeah. But the best part about it is that she has no idea she's going to be that big.
0: They never do. Labs never do. Um, labs always think that they're Pekingese. Like...
1: And so <laughs> Lizzie is, um, she's just, you know, her dad has a dog that is kind of, is 80 pounds, but has no idea that it's right. an 80-pound dog. A lap lab. But this dog is like a mix of a bunch of different things. Anyway, um, she... Uh, this dog is you know, freaks out if it hears a noise. If you sneeze. It's very noise sensitive, you know, like thunder or fireworks.
0: Which seem like very different sounds than sneezing, but okay.
1: Even if you sneeze, she's very interested and concerned. Uh, she uh, comes up to uh, you. Uh, 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 and she reminds me of a dog from um the movie Up. Ah uh, yes. You know, the the uh, the eyes are just like
0: Yeah, I don't remember what that dog's name is, but yeah.
1: Now, uh, the bird's name was, was it Doug or something?
0: Yeah, the bird. no, the dog's name was Doug, right? Is it Doug? Because the bird's name was something different.
1: Hi, I'm Doug.
0: Yes, he <laughs> it's got the crazy uh, voice transfer. Right,
1: right. So that's what it looks like, and it looks at you, and it also climbs on your lap when there's thunder. It climbs. Awesome. And it'll go behind things. This dog, until it got too big, was crawling behind our couch.
0: The one you have.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. Just, there's a little bit of a section to climb behind the couch and hide. And one day, we were just hanging in the, in the house, and we made the mistake of not crate training from the beginning.
0: <sighs> We've been friends for too long. How does
1: this happen? I'm not the only one making call the shot. I don't know if this is I don't know if this is any surprise, but when you get married, <laughs> uh, so you 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 have you should be a 50-50 it vote. Should be,
0: but it's more like 70-20 and then 10% goes to whatever the like, dogs. Yeah, the dogs or the babies or whatever. Yeah.
1: Right. So, uh, no, I mean yeah, it, it that seems like the the perfect idea is to create train, but Um, no, so, so the dog's back there climbing and now it's too big for that. But so now what she does is I was outside yesterday working and just hanging out, reading and stuff on the deck and I look up and we have this big bay window that kind of comes out over the deck and the dog is, there's a couch, you know, backs up to the bay window and then there's the ledge. The dog is on the ledge. Here's the, yeah here's the picture for you. (laughs) If you want to see it, follow me on Instagram.
0: <laughs> yes, please do. Uh,
1: here is the dog. Yeah, there she is. On the ledge, just you can kind of make it out through the window wow. there. Yeah.
0: She still sort of looks like a puppy, still.
1: She does, and she has um, moments where she looks like a... You're like, oh my gosh, that's a real dog. There's, you're going to be a real dog. Right. <laughs> One day you will grow up and be a, a real dog. You're not just a puppy. And, um, oh, yeah, here's some great pictures from Lizzie's. Uh, so here's the other thing she likes to do. So we feed them um, in the kitchen, and then she brings her bowl. Nice. Yeah, no, I need more. I don't know if you know That's this. Funny. But I'm 40 pounds. And you've got, what, three now? Yeah, there's her. Who's She's a golden Mix between a, her mom's a golden and her dad's a black lab, so there's a lot of scandal, you know, over the yes, clearly, lots um, of scandal. And she, uh, because the the dad just came from next door and decided when the mom was in heat, and this is a rescue to
0: be fair. Nature doesn't really decide, like, it's not like it wasn't no, like no, the, it wasn't the, like a drive by booty call. Like I don't think the dogs texted each other. Well, they got on Tinder. I know, and like, but
1: he hasn't been by for child support or even a visit. <laughs> so we're a little upset. Here's another. Du- this kind of, she looks, she's looking bigger there, right? She is. She's yes. looking, the face you can kind of start to see. Um, this was when we first brought her home. That was, that. that was, wow, June 1st. She's only been with us for two months. That's Clearly, funny. we're the problem. Clearly if we give her away she'll she'll be good, she'll stop uh growing yes everything you are the problem clearly. so yeah she was she was tiny, and then you see Winnie next to her, Winnie's six pounds she's probably about fifteen pounds at that point. Wow, yeah, so now she's a good seven times the size of the smallest now dog. Was,
0: how is three because I always found three was kind of crazy
1: no nah, if we had if if this dog wasn't a puppy, it'd be no problem yeah. It's the puppy. It's the fact that she's a puppy and we forgot about all the things that the tiny dog did as a puppy and the big dog we didn't have as a puppy, but um when the when they're doing puppy things and they weigh as much as she weighs, you know, it can get it can get crazy. She hasn't eaten eaten a lot of stuff yet except she has chewed her bed and it keeps pulling the foam out of yeah, that. Yeah. Um but otherwise knock on wood, we're we're pretty good with that so well, good. far. But um, how many dogs do you have? I curr- One, I but aren't you... Have, yeah, I currently have two right now. Okay, so you've got a rescue?
0: Yes, I have a rescue that appears to be some sort of cane-corso mix. Um, really? It's like well, the, kind of the Mastiff family. Yeah. Um, how big? Small. Uh, it's about 35 pounds, but a puppy of some sort. It's a stray, so it's hard to tell. Um, but really? has. Mange, like the worst case of mange I've seen in a long, long time. And what
1: exactly is
0: mange? So it's uh, um, a, it's gross. It's a mite, and then the mite turns into a virus, and then the virus makes all of the hair fall out and essentially replaces it with scabs. Awesome. It smells like a yeast infection, so it's awesome. Is
1: this sexually transmitted? (laughs) Not that I know of.
0: (laughs) It It smells like it should be. Few people that I know that
1: probably. (laughs) Gosh, that is a whole. It, yeah, you just you always hear mange and that mangy mud or whatever. You know that's the kind of thing that you hear, but it's yeah. even worse than it sounds.
0: Uh, it's way worse, and it, it's it's hard, especially with is a it painful um, for the dog. Seems like it, yes. Um, and this dog hasn't. Re- the dog is awesome, mm. but not really snuggly at this point because it's so sore. Yeah. Um, and it's it's kind of weird. I don't know this part of it. And I don't even know if these are connected, but it's kind of weird to watch it run cuz mm-hmm. it runs like it's a 900 year old dog so i don't know if so the mange old
1: if the yeah. mange affects it's or it's like if that's like fibromyalgia just fibromyalgia type of thing
0: yeah and i don't know if it's anything like yeah. that or if it's two different problems and the dog has something much crazier going on what uh how long will you keep it we were planning on a month so we'll see we're uh, we're heading in it'll be week 3 next
1: week so um so do you keep it until it's done, gone through the mange, and then give we're, you give it to somebody else? We or? were
0: tr- we were gonna tr- we were going to try and see if that works out that way, mm-hmm. um, and and go like that. Just because keeping a dog for longer than that is not, you in my attached. opinion, is not really. It's not even that because at this point, because uh, lots of people ask us that. Do you get attached? How do you you know whatever? When a dog is that sick, there's not much attachment. It's just. Mm-hmm. Constant stuff to do. Yeah. Uh baths and, and drugs and Oh, I'd give away my puppy right now. Do you want it? Uh no, not maybe when we get ready. I would not actually
1: pay you to take it. <laughs> we joke about that all the time. We're like, maybe we should just take her back. Do you think if we took her collar her off? I'd just let her run. But then there's the problem of uh getting as deep into it as we have with with it. She's gotten all her shots now. We're three vet yeah, three vet visits deep plus she's had some potty problems so um she's she also has some sort of infection they think maybe nice. bladder infection so she's been one round of antibiotics it didn't quite knock the bacteria out and um she's on a second more powerful round cuz she's bigger now so maybe not, maybe i'm like too, i'm all in like i'm too, too invested money. Yeah, too much invested i think it's been at least 500 i mean because three, we've gone three times. Three every vet, time it's a hundred dollars yes, for the shot, like every time, at we, least. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm just waiting, like the vet, and she's great. But I'm just waiting for her to find new things that are like, oh yeah, here's this other thing. We might need to go ahead and charge you for you know. <laughs> like I, I can't say enough about getting a rescue because if you get a rescue, everything's done, right? Isn't everything what, done?
0: I mean, it depends. Like I, you know, if you got this rescue, you would have. You'd have a lot of stuff to that's do. That's a pro-
1: That's like a project. I mean, to,
0: to be fair, um, fixer upper. This yeah, this one is a bit of a fixer upper, and I don't think very many agency, like state agencies, uh, Kent County, whatever, mm-hmm. any of them would have kept a dog like this because mange is pretty
1: serious. It, it's,
0: I think it can be, but I think more from a cosmetic thing. It's hard to adopt a dog that looks like this dog.
1: Does this dog gonna have ever have hair again? Yeah, it'll it... come
0: back. It will come back. But right now, can, it's not you, the prettiest dog. No, and you can see even switching it on to real food, you can see the hair starting to come back oh. um, pretty quickly. What, I mean, not what kind of food did it have to eat? Uh, I don't know. Garbage. Oh, I mean, where? It, well, you yeah, mean like, like, what it was yeah, eating before?
1: M- Going
0: on to like an actual dog food and all the vitamins you get. Well, like before that. when it was just roaming, yeah, through when the... it was eating worms, which I'm sure was the best thing it ate that week, or whatever.
1: You got to think is like the worst thing for a dog to just be on its own because they're pack animals anyway when they're just well, by and, themselves. And
0: they're, I mean, domesticated dogs are not. You know Caesar Milan will tell you that they're pack animals, and he'll make a great. But well, they like
1: the social. They certainly right? like the
0: social aspects, but they're not wolves. They're not. It's hunting. not. You can't take as annoying as your dog, your lab is. You can't take that lab and drive it into. Denver, Colorado, and expected to figure just figure it out. Start figuring out how to hunt right now. Have Domesticated you? dog who's had food in
1: a bowl delivered to it three times a day since day one. You know, it just completely boggles my mind. Though, is if you've heard the stories or seen the stories that a dog was lost on vacation somewhere, right, and then found its way home thousands of miles. How, how does that happen? How does that? Work? I don't. I mean,
0: I would say a fair amount of luck, because most of those. When you see them on Animal Planet or whatever, the yeah. vets are always like, "Dude, there's no, there's no way this dog survives in the mountains for this long or whatever." Yeah, and so I- I'm assuming it would have to be a fair amount of luck. It finds fresh water. It stumbles across some uh, across something it can eat without. But killing how it. does
1: it find? How does it know? I need to go that way. I mean, that's well, the survival part. But it obviously but, like,
0: doesn't know that since it wandered away from your house. No, no, no. Like, or you, your you're, on, you're, site, you're yeah. or you're what, it like obviously doesn't know what direction to go because it went the wrong direction. But how did it get back to your house? <laughs> it's kind of right Is that, Is
1: that like an urban legend? Is it a myth? Do those stories, are those real? Well, or I, I is it more like there was a dog that was found with the microchip and well, then we I've, got I've, it got back to the house? I've heard the,
0: I mean, there's a guy downstairs who had pugs and one of his pugs took off into the woods when he was camping mm-hmm. and 10 days later they found it. Yeah. You know, um, but it didn't come back to their house it came sort of wandered into the campground and there was one up north um, that was like two years had been on its own and had come back to the campsite and somebody had had seen the dog so they put its bed and all the stuff where they had seen it and found it sleeping there the next day and that's how it was reunited so I haven't necessarily heard them you know figure out to go to knock on your door and like go, I'm, I'm, I'm home. Somehow, but they yeah. clearly can come back to the place where they feel that they got lost yeah. or the, the disconnect happened.
1: I, uh, you know, you hear about how powerful and how um, sensitive the nose is. I, I don't know if it could like sense or smell the scent of where the, the where the owner was. You know, were you at this truck stop? Did you go down right. the road? Yeah, you know, and I don't know. Who knows? I have no, but then you hear the dogs that are able to like sniff out cancer in people.
0: Yep, and it, you know, and they and they they somehow notice that at an early age that yeah. they can train them that way. I have a friend who's um, got a dog that does the the crazy arson stuff, and yeah. that's nearly as. I mean, cr- cancer sounds nuts, right? The dog can come up to you and sniff you and go, "Yeah, you you've got cancer," mm-hmm. and this dog is equal the the different things it can find mm-hmm. is. Stunning, you know things like I, I didn't know um, he was telling me this trick that if you take I think it's um, a Kleenex and you douse it in lighter fluid, I think it's a Kleenex. I might get this wrong, but you douse it in lighter fluid and you throw it onto where what you want to start on fire. Don't try this at home. Do not try this at home. But um, it's one of the the telltale signs of arson really? is that everything else will be burned except for this this Kleenex because the Alcohol doesn't seep into it because of the coating on the paper, so it starts the fire and then spreads away from the napkin um but really? the d- the dogs can figure that out even if you can't find the napkin really yeah, but not the napkin, but the, the Kleenex or whatever
1: Well, that's interesting,
0: yeah. And like I said, I might get it wrong, and hopefully, I did get it wrong because I shouldn't be telling you how to do that. But I just thought it was an, it's an interesting thing that the touch points they can find where the fire started, they can begin to start to essentially tell the handlers the story of what it might have been yeah. based on what they smell and wow. how they smell it, how many
1: points they smell. Let's um, let's can't let's just address the elephant in the room. Sure. We? This is called dinner. A podcast
0: yes and there's no dinner i know there's mountain dew there's mountain dew but yes. uh well, well you know uh... th- we're
1: doing it different because i just wanted
0: to make sure that i did this <laughs> it's a big thing of chocolate pudding over there we got that from the walking dead can
1: we uh let's just crack that open i Gross. bet it's good
0: it's been here for like three months
1: dude yeah but that stuff never it never dies it's feed zombies Says right? you, you know yeah,
0: a guy who's who's been on you know more uh, healthy eating things than any three people I know is wants to dig into that. I'm that's sure what, that's what you want to eat.
1: Nothing else has killed us. I'm sure <laughs> we'll be fine after we eat that. So uh, how does how does this podcast normally? How do you? I mean, obviously, other than I was kind of bummed at first because I thought, okay, yeah, I'll come up and do this, but then I thought I'm actually missing out because you cook. Yes, that's yeah. the only reason I wanted to do this. I don't well, really can, care about the we, podcast we can,
0: part. We can do that.
1: Part. I, I do. I want to eat. I want to eat your food. It's been a while since I've had your food.
0: So, uh, yeah. So we weird story is that we bought this giant table that looks like it should be in Game of Thrones. Right, like yeah. this giant wooden <laughs> yeah. table, and um, I kept looking at it and thinking that when we have people over, it just looks like the table just looks like it needs to be surrounded by people and things and sure. stuff when nobody's around, it just look it looks way too strange. big for the house and very strange and so I thought well wouldn 't this be cool if we were serving dinner while we 're doing this show as people are sitting around so yeah that's kind of was how it was born that 's how
1: dinner in a podcast came, yeah, out. and so
0: I just have people over, and we you know i 've done it, it depends on what do you cook it de- really to be honest with you, it depends on who's coming over and what time you know i've had people that have come over um that come over later at night so it doesn't make sense to make dinner so then yeah. we'll do like
1: some light appetizers light
0: appetizers or whatever you know and or dessert. Just drink beer or dessert or whatever There you go
1: and there's none of that here either There's
0: none of that here no so this is kind of I am a feeling cheated start. I'm sorry we will do it again though Yeah I don't when, know. when you're ready to tell me about whatever it is that you're doing right now
1: That would not be for this podcast it would not be it wouldn't be fun Nobody but you're ha- you're happy because the funny yeah. thing,
0: you know, right now, if you're listening to this, we are, like Justin said, in a different part of the universe. We're in one of the studios here as opposed to at my house. Um, and you have just gotten done doing a show for Wood Radio. And what's funny is everybody over at Wood Radio is like, man, that's awesome that he's like he gets to go now do whatever he wants to do. And And I know that's <laughs> that's kind of kind of how it works. <laughs> well, it,
1: not only is it kind of how
0: it works, but that's kind of. Um, been our connection for a while, aside from our overall friendship it's this idea that w- well why why don't you like I, I gotta see need-
1: that's the secret is that they go, Wow, now he gets to go do whatever he wants to do, but that is the secret that every day you get to do whatever it is you want to do, mm-hmm. however will you choose that? You always have that choice what is it that you want to do, and there are so many people that have for so long just not chosen and they've gotten used to the fact that I choose to do this and they forget that it's a choice and they put themselves in a box because you're always in a box right you, in some way shape or form yeah What are you, put, you put yourself in there somebody else has put you in a box you're always in that box and anytime you try to come out of that box it's really uncomfortable not only for you but that's when the growth happens it's also uncomfortable for other people when you're trying to come out of the box. So if I told you right now, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to law school. You would look at me and go, you're crazy. You're a radio DJ. Sure. Why are you going to law school? That's ridiculous. Because you know me from the box that I fit in. And it's not, I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad, like your fault for that. It's just, I think as a human being, that's how, we, that's how we make sense of the world. That's that person. He goes in that box. This is that person. They go in that box. So we're always constantly trying to make sense of the world and people and things around us. But the people in the, in the boxes that they fit in help us feel better about the box that we're in.
0: It, it's interesting you say that. So I was driving the other day with my wife, and we were talking about—this um, Would be a little bit inside radio, but it has a point. We were talking about the changes on our country station— two mainstay guys in broadcasting have right. kind of taken on two different roles, right? Uh, Neil has taken this other role at, at the station called B93, and Reese Records has gone to Wood Radio to be the news director. And all over their Facebook are all these people that are like, I can't believe you're leaving. I can't believe you're doing this. Why are you doing this? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Which, some of that sentiment is good, but I was, I was having this really awesome conversation with my wife about, like, when are you done owing that audience that so you can do what you want to do like how long do i need to do afternoons on snx before i can walk away and somebody go good for you that you're going to go do that other thing that you've wanted to do yeah you know and and it was interesting to see them especially obviously on facebook and you know my feelings of facebook and how most times it just ends up being super negative passive aggressive stuff they were way worse than people you would meet on the street or the emails you would get or the letters you would get in regards to this change but mm-hmm. i thought how fascinating that they number one like you said they the box your box makes their their box feel better right and that they still feel that they own you in some way shape or form well
1: yeah everyone feels like they own you or they own the idea it's the idea of who you are and the idea of what box you fit in well i'll give you a good example um well you you know, because that's how we met was I was doing radio and I worked for you and, and I worked for the station, the studio we're sitting. It's really weird to sit on this side and right. everything. <laughs> but um sure I
0: did your, I'm sure your O C D is going crazy right now, not being able to run the board or <laughs> No,
1: you, you know what's interesting, and that's another conversation. I'm I'm not I'm not O C D. I there was one time where I thought I might have been, you yeah. know. I just I, maybe I just decided I wasn't and I wasn't <laughs> I've also decided I don't have uh, ADD. I, I just don't, and I think there probably are people that have some sort of chemical, you know, issues. Um, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor, but I'm not that person. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't. I just decided not to, and I don't know, squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but um, I. For And this has been interesting because for the last 20 years, since I was in high school, the only thing I ever knew was radio. That's all I wanted to do. Um, but it wasn't radio. If I really contemplate and think about it, it, was the thought, the idea of radio or the idea of what it would do for me or who it would make me. Gotcha. Or, you know, what what that means. And um, I, y- you know, I, I think I reached the pinnacle of my success at one point, when I left here, and I thought it was anyway. You when you went like, to Detroit, right? Yeah. So in the radio industry, like the idea is, you want to make it to, you know, uh, a big market. You know, big time in Detroit's top ten, or it could be twenty now. I don't know. No,
0: I think it's still like nine or ten or who, something like who, that.
1: Yeah. Who knows? So, um, it, it the point is that, you know you want to make it to a big market because there's more people, more resources more cachet in the business Uh, and so for years that was the thought you wanted to make it to a big market more money you know sure Um, but a lot of things that people don't really take into um, consideration haven't been on that other side is there's also the cost of living is different you know there's so much more that goes with it the pressure is a lot crazier Mm -hmm. because there's more money at stake so having been there one in Detroit and then lost my job just because of hey one day somebody decided to change something And, um, the guy who I had moved to work with one of my, one of my really good friends, you know, the job was killing him and he had to stop. He literally had to stop. He didn't know that the job was killing him, but it was killing him. He spent four days a week in New York city and away from his family. And they had to fly every week. And he said, finally, see guys, I don't want to do this anymore. Can I just do things from home? And they said, no. And he said, well, I can't do it. I'm done. And I'll see you. And when he left, the idea is, well, now let's bring somebody new in. And uh, when that person comes in, I don't blame them. I mean, you want to work with the people you like. You want to yep. work with people you know. So they he had an opportunity, and sometimes in radio and in any business, really, it's like, well, let's just change something just to change. It'll be good. We'll. This is, I know we're doing good now, but we can do so much better. Right. Yes. <laughs> whatever, it, you know. Um. So we were winning. We had actually... I found out some funny things about um, the uh, how well we were winning uh, that I'll share with you at a different time. Sure, yeah, yeah that's. But it was I mean. really nice because it was kind of validating. You now the things that we always knew, like okay, we're 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 we're, we're successful. doing the right things right.
0: in the right order at the right time.
1: So when I left there, um, the way this works was in um, 2011. I. My contract was a two-year contract with a an extension, and the radio business is, you know, kind of funny about contracts and things like that. So, what it meant was I was locked in with them for two years or until they decide to fire me, right? (laughs) You know, and then uh, at the end of the two years, they could decide: do we is this guy worth it? Do we want to keep him around another year or not? And if so, then they would just renew the contract for a third year, and then we would renegotiate. So we thought that was great anyway because, the way that's set up, we would know we would be successful during that time span, and then we would be able to decide at the end of that year how much. Now it's time right. to play, yes. you know, the fun game because you know you take a job and you go, okay, I'll take this much, but you know it'll be cool because then I can work my way up and I can really make them pay, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, but so I get a job, I get a call from somebody in another radio station great radio station heritage radio station um I'd already worked for it previously and they said hey we'd love for you to have an opening we'd love for you to come do your morning radio show here this is this is actually halloween weekend october 2011 things are going great where i'm at they're like you know i feel like this is a family um, matter of fact i had just gotten married you know like life was great right from october and then they decided <laughs> Oh, he he's got this other job offer. We should probably pick up his deal. So, and I think part of that was the urging of my good friend, who was my boss at the time. So they picked up my deal for another for another year. Otherwise, I would have been out at the end in of that December, year. Yeah. Somehow, in between October or November, when they picked up my deal, and then March thirtieth of two thousand twelve. Something happened somewhere and they decided that I sh- I, no, I was no longer the answer and that I must be fired. For whatever reason, and maybe it was cost, maybe it was, and who cares? Who knows? Best thing that ever happened to me. Best, hands down, best thing that ever happened to me. Because I used to live life in a completely different way. I was just sharing this today with somebody. I live life from show to show. You're only as good in this business as your last show. So I was always, constantly, 24-7, thinking about, that next show. So how you and I are here just with each other now, my mind, I may have thought I was probably ADD or thought I was, right. because it was just so overloaded with with, with junk, with garbage. Um, and this business is crazy. People would like, you know, you've seen how they try to put celebrities in in a spot as a radio. Sure. Yep. And it never works. Because the celebrities are used to like, if you're talking about a movie star or a TV, working for a few and then not. Working for... And that model works a lot better, right?
0: Yeah, well, and it works a lot better, and I would almost say that one of the things that I think the spoken word medium, be it a podcast or a radio show or whatever, does that, um let's say, a TV or movie star can't do is the authentic nature of it. Like, right. um, you know, uh, a, a guy like Nick Cannon, right?
1: If, if, and this is funny because... He actually tried that experiment with my boss, was the guy who hired him to yes. do that in New York, and it and it didn't work. Nick's very talented. He's Super awesome.
0: T- and that's why I picked him. Super talented but. guy, can do a lot of stuff. But the thing about radio that i found is that you need to be able to connect with people on a, a level that they can understand. And most people don't understand somebody who's that wealthy or that famous or that kind of out of, out of touch, not in a negative way, but just out of touch. Nah, with. You know,
1: he could do it, and people could open up i mean you look at howard stern now he was radio before he got mega super famous but he doesn't hold anything back and never did you know um but nick is not going to talk about certain things that mariah doesn't want him to talk about we all have that anyway that we have to deal with when we get home but Mariah's not at home right you know uh and so you know it it, but i'll tell you what if he would have opened a Probably would have been the best radio show sure. ever. Yeah, I mean, you know, to get the glimpse, the inside and it could have would have been a little bit of like a reality, It's the, kind of like the Kardashian. thing. I mean, you know, you don't, obviously everything you hear on the radio isn't real. Uh, yes, um, but, but it's grounded in it's some sort of reality. Yeah, yeah, it's exaggerated or grounded in reality a little bit. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, well, I think I mean I
0: th- I think part
1: even of- Rush Limbaugh is full of it. I well, mean, yes. e- e- you know, he, everyone gets so worked up over people like him. And, uh, look, he's, very, he's, he's probably the most talented guy on the radio. I mean, he surely is paid that way. But people are convinced that he's 100% who he is, and he's not. He's an exaggeration, no, he's, well, and, I would, and I would, he's an entertainer.
0: I might take it a, t- a step further and say I, I always feel, and I, I tell this to people here in the building, I think he's so successful because he's in on the joke.
1: Yeah, but that's the prop. You know who Phil Hendry is. Yeah. He's in on the joke. Right. People understand that, though, but the people that don't get it right away are like, this guy right. is a jerk. <laughs> right. But that's the same thing with Rush. And and uh, it, he could be the, the biggest feminist inside that you'll ever meet. You'd never know. You would absolutely never know because this brand is completely mm-hmm. different. And it's, it's entertaining. Anyway, the reason I told you that story was... That that I eventually lost that job is the best thing that ever happened to me. L- afterwards, and I and I detach. It's kind of like leaving a cult. I detached myself from it. <laughs> I had these huge bags underneath my eyes. You know, I l- like looked like death, and I was probably near near it. Um, my buddy, who um, was I said working himself into the grave, actually a couple months, mu- like a month or so after, ended up in the hospital right down the road from here it, it, with congestive heart failure, with kidney failure. I mean, the guy was gonna die. He was literally gonna die. What's all that for? You know, he couldn't. He wasn't with his family. He wasn't. So, what? What are we here for? What are we really supposed to be doing? Right? Is it a radio show? And for me, that's what my life was centered around was this radio show. I loved my audience. I owed them everything, and I was willing to. I was probably willing to die at some point for it. Um, I think a big part for me was getting married, though, because I realized okay, there is a lot more. You know. To this right. life than yep. just yep. me and my selfish whatever, but um, a week later, not getting up at three o'clock in the morning or whatever it was, killing myself. the The bags were gone underneath. I look. I just remember driving the car, looking up in the mirror, and the bags were gone. They're gone. They're no longer there. I looked like, you know, ten years younger. And then I started to live life differently and understand that I don't always have to be doing something, or I don't always have to be on, and that, you know, I, that my identity, the box that I put myself in, and that a lot of people else had too, was that I was this DJ, I was this guy, and I was really cynical, and I didn't like people, you know, I mean, I honestly didn't like, I didn't really like people, I, I don't know what it was, but I was, here I was on the radio, t- supposed to be, but I didn't really like, I didn't like going out in public is we would see people, you know, and they'd want to, and then you're still, you're like, I'm trying to not be this person right Right. now, but you can't, you know, you can't. Um, So things that I still get it here, which is weird Um, every now and then. I don't mind it now though. It's just kind of funny now, you know, I don't have, I just, you know, but um, it's that box. It's who I thought I had to be. And the thing that I struggle with the most, or at least did, was that I had this deep desire that made me so successful, that made me who I was, that helped me attain this goal, but um, it also really put a, a monkey wrench in like life. And like what, real, like what life is really. Sure. What real life is. Because the thing is, is that people don't realize life is not the job you have. Life is not the house you live in. Life is not the car that you drive. Life is not measured by the clothes that you wear. Life is measured by the moments, like the experiences, the time that you can spend with the people you love and the people you care about. And the thing I've been doing a lot lately was just going around grabbing coffee with people. And we should do it. And I'll actually be coffee there. Wow, really? How
0: long is this going to go on? I'm sorry there isn't food here. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> the, or you could bring Mountain Dew. That'd right. be cool. But we should do it because I love, like, I've just been sitting down and talking and, and just spending time with friends, you know, with people. Mm-hmm. And just literally, and how do you do more of that? So, I mean, I have, my, I have my plan, you know, and, you know, I'll share it with you one day. I'll share it with, I'd share it with anybody, but, like, you know... um. That's a question to ask yourself. How do you do more of what you really want to do? The stuff that actually matters. Because that's what we should all be asking. Now, that's a tough question because, like I said, the box that you're in and the box that people feel comfortable with you in, like uh, you have to admit that that box that you put yourself in, you have to kind of admit that there are things in your life that you're not happy with. And you have to kind of admit that things aren't. Because we always want to put that face out to everybody. Oh, like, things are great. Right. How is it? Oh, man, it's awesome. So now when people ask me, like, how are things, I kind of, I don't answer right away because it just takes me a second to, like, let me breathe and tell you, like, really, you know, what's, I don't, you know, you don't want to hear if, like, things are horrible. Right. But if I'm breathing, then things are good, right?
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so.
1: I guess I have a probably a different... um, have a different outlook now. When things that happen to me now that other that might, you know, shake a, uh, you know, I haven't had any had real tragedies, but there there have been some things that that, that have happened, you know, I lost my job is like the only thing I ever knew. Right. When I when that happened, it was the best thing that ever could have happened to me.
0: Was but that wasn't an instantaneous thing, right?
1: I knew for about a month.
0: Right, but what I mean is like there you didn't just snap out of it, right? You didn't just like get fired and go, yeah, this is awesome. Can't wait to be fired again.
1: Greatest no, day of my life. No, I did know. I did. Immediately? Yeah. I actually knew before I got fired. I knew that it would be the greatest thing. I knew I felt that I was supposed, and that maybe that's just my faith, but I felt like I was supposed to do something bigger. So I wasn't happy when I, you know, like, right. when you look at change, like when change usually happens, it's usually because my experience, because either you get to the point where you're going to change something, or somebody else changes something for you, and chances are, if somebody else is changing something for you, uh, you weren't where you were supposed to be. You weren't happy. At least that was my that was my experience there. I wasn't happy. Yeah. That was a miserable experience on a lot of uh, on a lot of levels. However, had I had the experience like I had I had it today, I'd like to think that it would have been different because I learned from it. Like I learned some things. Try to take some things from it. I just think that maybe that's the point of life, is just trying to learn something from everything. Pick something up from where you are, you know. To, so I went through this crazy two three year period of of working in a place that was uh, toxic yeah you know and um, would I even let that bother me now like then it was everything it was everything and everything hinged on this one thing like I had to in order to Ascend to the next level, whatever that might be. You know, maybe it was like I'll oh, go to New York and be right. on the radio or whatever, you know. And that's the stupid radio idea, right? But w- w- it, I had to, it, I had to succeed in this one thing. And really, that's not how life works. That's not how any. It, if you look at like major inventors, like Thomas Edison, he didn't just go light bulb, boom, I have it. No, I mean it took him time after time, ten thousand tries or whatever, right, for him to get it right. Sure. So in reality, life doesn't look like this. It doesn't look like failure over here on the right, success over here on the left, and then you're in the middle. You don't move like, okay, I'm getting closer to success, so I'm leaving failure behind. No, it's actually more of uh, you right here (laughs) and then right ahead of you, failure, 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 then eventually success.
0: But the difference is, and and you see a lot of people that that use that. Thomas Edison quote which between you and me drives me crazy because I I think you miss a lot of the nuance in it you know the quote being I I didn't fail 10,000 times or 2,000 times or whatever the quote is I found 2,000 ways not to make a light bulb Sure, right Um, the difference being back then there was an adventurous spirit. That was, that was the norm. You know, this is, you got to remember that those guys that we look up to. Why isn't it the norm today, well, though? Okay, so those guys that we look up to Rockefeller and Morgan, for wh- who, whatever genre you're in,
1: um, P.T. Barnum. And Edison was a scoundrel, too, man. He had some. Edison really, was a
0: scoundrel. You know. Nikola Tesla was insane. Like, all of those guys had their issues, mm-hmm. but they were standing on the precipice of creating the Industrial Revolution, mm-hmm. right? And so it was the wild, wild west, and, and they had figured out, much like you figured out that being fired is going to be the best day ever, they had figured out that failure is going to be celebrated because I'm going to do something nobody's ever heard of, ever.
1: But right? that is what everyone has the ability to do today. But, but they the, just don't realize. They don't tap into it. The We're living in a crazier time
0: than they ever lived in. The difference is, though, that we have all of these machines that hold the box closed. Right? Right. And by that I mean I'm going to get really deep and philosophical for a second. But like we live in a society where we're counting, and I'm just as guilty as anyone, we're counting down the days for us to buy an iPhone 6. right? That's what we're looking forward to. Mm. We're counting down the days for Guardians of the Galaxy to come out. We're counting down the days for uh, The Walking Dead to return. We're counting down the days for a new line of shoes to come out. Who's we? You're in a different boat. I, I just mean, in, in general... We choose to do that. Of course we do, because right. it's much easier to let somebody else make the iPhone 6 than to wake up every day and count down the days before we launch our own phones.
1: So that's the thing. That's it. That's it. And in an essence, it is make your own plans or someone else will make them for you, and you won't like what they plan for you. So if you if you decide, and you have to choose, and you do every day, you choose. Every day, you make a choice. So like, I had this crazy wild thought the other day about life and time and like what time really is. Right? Time is. People always go. I don't. I don't. I don't have time for that. I don't have time. I don't have. You know what? I wish I had. I wish I had more time. That is the most. Can I say bullshit? Because I really really. That is the biggest bullshit excuse ever. We all have the same amount of time. It's what we do with that time that's different. It's like, what did Steve Jobs do with his time? Now, you probably would say, well, okay, well, Steve Jobs, maybe he wasn't the greatest family man. So, But, that, but, but the, it was his choice. What the, did yes, he choose? Right. He, what will you choose to do with your time is the question. You
0: know, he chose, that was his thi- you, you know, you said I, I was called to a bigger thing. He was called to create this thing and, and I will be I will readily admit I love Apple products and Me I have too. for a long time. Right. So but he was called clearly to make something to tap into the part of the human soul that nobody had done. And that you can say that's an overstatement and I will tell you you're full of it because I know this. Because my two-year-old
1: can operate an iPhone. My dad, who's 68, going to be 69 this year, never had a computer, would never get on an email. Matter of fact, that's why he retired from teaching for 40 years. Is all of a sudden, they wanted to bring some sort of technology in the classroom, yep. and he had to learn. And he's like, "No, you know what? Maybe I just need to retire. Now he has a freaking iPad. They just mm-hmm. came into town and stayed for our bir- my birthday yep. and stayed with us. He and my mom, I have pictures. They're sitting there on the iPad... It's the weirdest experience. I feel like the parent, and they're the the kid. I'm like, would you get... You didn't drive 10 hours to come sit on a stupid iPad. And the worst part about it is my mom left hers in the kitchen, and they were packing and leaving, and... uh, he goes, Oh Marsha, you left your Facebook in here. He didn't even call it an iPad <laughs> but my calls it a fa- he has no idea, but you're right. It's intuitive for him. It, yes, There's it's, in, it's something... intuitive
0: for a seventy year old and intuitive for a two year old. That happens because you've tapped into a part of your somebody's Special. brain that, that that stuff works. Right. Uh, it's the same reason that some people, myself included, really love the galaxy, right, and the products that, that Android and Google are making. There's something other than Apple? They, but for me, it's just not. In t- the, I love the customization and that yeah. you can make it do all these things you want to do. I, it just doesn't sink in my brain. There's nothing wrong with it, but
1: I pick up. They're too I, big for me.
0: I feel like it would be. Horrible. Well, wait. I mean, wait until the six comes out. It's. But see, that's what I'm, I'm just
1: afraid of. Please don't give me. Okay, sorry. That's
0: way too big. Sorry. I just can't. I can't deal. I know. I well, that's, that's where it's going. Everyone's going to be. What do they call them? Phablets? Is that what we're going to get
1: so big that eventually they're going to make them smaller? Hopefully they'll make them smaller. Well, yeah,
0: it'll just be everyone will be wearing Google Glass chipped. Yeah, chipped
1: chipped. I don't know, man. I mean, the bottom line here is choice. And I think that uh, there have been moments, glimmers of these things in my life that, uh, you know, when I lost all my weight here, you know, like I at that point was fired up. felt like I I can do anything. There's nothing that I can't do. And I'm going to let you know that there's nothing that you can't do, too. You know, Um, during that point. But it was because I was doing, I was making the choices, mm-hmm. and I was following through, and I had the discipline.
0: And what people don't know, who you know, who may have, maybe they just met you this year, you had lost a whole person. I did, yeah, a whole
1: person. I found portions of that person since, but I,
0: <laughs> but I mean, yeah. you lost like what 110 pounds or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was. I don't even know how much fully how much. I mean, was like we tried to figure you that lost out. Lost a one whole point. person. Yeah,
1: I I weighed almost 400 pounds at one point. And I think the lowest I got down was, like, 250 maybe? Yeah. So that I mean, that's a, that's a huge... And I've never put gone that, back put, to that. To put that in perspective, 400 to 250
0: is me. Right. <laughs> I lost to you. A
1: whole me. I remember my nephew who was really... You know, I think this was early on, and I, I had lost 60 pounds, and he was younger, and he was only 60 pounds and came to visit. And I remember picking him up and was like, wow, I lost this. You know, that's, that was crazy. but Crazy. Again, I was in a box. I had created myself this box, this physical box of fat and whatever, because I had like an emotional box probably at some point. Like, you know, yep, God knows what was all trapped in there, the kind of person. But it, 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 it was the experience of losing the weight was uh, worth it, not just because of the health. Like, OK, I'm not going to die tomorrow. Knock on wood. But you know what I mean, like right. that, I, I could have died at any point. I mean, honestly, <laughs> d- like I was not healthy.
0: You were not healthy. I don't know that it was quite that dire, but you were not healthy.
1: No, I mean, I would get to, okay. So I'd come in here in the morning. I wouldn't eat breakfast, and I'd drink like that Mountain Dew thing that you got over there. I had like a big gulp of that. Right. I would maybe would drink that, and we'd go through the show. Maybe probably wouldn't really eat anything, and then get get through. You know, several hours later, then be done. Remember, I would come down when your office was downstairs, and I'd mm-hmm. come down and. Like I was just like completely gone. Well, there, were, there so, was there was, and I just need to lay down. And yeah. you're like, go ahead and take a nap, dude. Yeah. I'm gonna get out of here.
0: Well, and and there were, I mean, what, that's not healthy. Uh, again, another thing that, that people might not know is there was a brief moment in time that you lived in my house. Yeah, and it, you were in such dire straits health wise that you would fall asleep talking to people. Like you'd sit in a chair in my living room. See, and, I
1: don't even remember you know, that. Like you would
0: fall asleep while we were talking. To wow. You. Really? Because you just well, I mean that, that's
1: crazy. You know, I don't but, remember. But that. at six or seven but o'clock yeah. at
0: night when we're just getting amped up. You've yeah. been up for thirty hours at that point. Well, yeah, you know that
1: was yeah, that was uh, because there would be many times. That the, was probably just the time. It, but it could have been. It, actually, there, I know I know guys that diabetics and things like that that have just well while you're that. And the,
0: but there was times when you you know you were talking about stress. There were times when you lived at the house. And you would leave the house at twelve thirty at night to come in here. You know, you just get up and because you'd have something in your head or you'd be working at 1230 and you just start. So from that's true, 1230 in the morning to 6 p.m. at night is a long day, you know, not healthy for you, but it's a long day.
1: I was weird, man. I was I was just and I don't know. I mean, um, I think it's hard for me to go back and look at those things now because some of those things that you're bringing up, like I don't even remember. That's a completely different life for me. I don't remember a lot of them, and I think the journey of the journey, and they always say, "Oh, it's the journey," you know. The journey. but it is because it's right. it's what not losing the weight, but it's who I became. Sure, you know, and well,
0: and, and and I would say not losing
1: the job, but who I become
0: by, but making the like you you said a minute ago, it's making those choices. It's like you know, if somebody wants to start losing weight any good trainer is going to tell you to go for a walk. They're not going to say run a marathon. There's no, they're, yeah,
1: there's no, I mean, there's no s- secret.
0: Yeah, well, but they're going to tell you to start because you, just you go for that first walk and you go, man, I, I feel awesome. Let's go for a longer walk tomorrow, mm-hmm. then a longer walk, and then on Thursday I'll start, I'll jog a little bit.
1: And then- Yeah, like just do one thing and don't, don't take one thing away, don't like take things away. I mean, when when I did the weight loss, it was crazy and we were like, it was a competition like yeah. Biggest Loser, but like uh very simple. Somebody asked me, What do I do? Okay, well, um I don't drink any water, I drink a ton of pop, and my diet's horrible and I uh sit on the couch and I don't do anything and look I was the same way. If I had meal, if I had food, it came through a window and I always drank <laughs> pop with it. I never drank water. Never. And I was I spend the rest of the day sitting on a couch or on a computer yep. or in bed sleeping or God knows what, and that's that's what I did. Uh So here's what I say: like drink some water, just add, don't take away what you've been, but just throw some water in there, and then maybe go for a walk. You know, like you said, it doesn't have to be some crazy marathon. You don't have to start training for the marathon right now, but you know, those are the those are the just do something, start and do something, and figure out why you want to do what it is that you're gonna do because. Uh, this is the thing that I've really been speaking to me lately: is that um, your purpose, your why, your vision, your goal, your dream, whatever it is, that mission that you're on, has to be so clear and so defined because you will fail, and unless you like face that fact and go and like look forward, like condition yourself to mindset: I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail, and every time you fail, you say, "Oh, good, that was awesome," because it gets me closer to my sure to my success if I did learn something and move forward. But you have to have something strong enough that even because when, when everybody, when you're trying to come out of your box, that we were just talking about, when you're trying to come out of your box or build a different box, the other people that are safe and sound inside their box asleep, that's kind of like the matrix I'm thinking about. <laughs> but the people that are in their box, they're going to start saying to you, why are you getting all up? You're crazy. You'll never, that'll never work. And, and, and a lot of it is selfish because they want to make sure that they don't feel too Uncomfortable about who they are in the box they've built because they're very comfortable inside their own box. But the other thing is, too, is I think they're looking out for you, like they genuinely care about you and don't want you to get quote unquote hurt.
0: There's that, but there's, there's some science, too, you know, when you, when you start crabs in a bucket, uh, crabs in a bucket, uh, frogs in boiling water, whatever one you right. want to use. But there's, there's a, a human communication formula, too, is that, um people are attracted to other people for a number of reasons, and they only are attracted, no matter what people tell you, they only kind of match up with people one derivative one way or the other, right? Mm-hmm. A six with a seven or a five, you know, however you That's make it. That's
1: weird because th- I was always batting out of my league. I mean, not to brag or anything. But.
0: That so, so says you. <laughs> um, so when you start to leave that box, those people that are in your circle mm-hmm. get more derivatives away from where you are in kind of if you, whatever that thing is, they either they either
1: join you and help raise you, or, or or they pull you down. They're going to pull you down like a
0: YouTube comment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> down, down, down. You know, um, there's that famous quote. Um, I think it was Jim Rohn who said, "You know, you're the sum of the five people that you yep. surround yourself with." And you know, every now and then, it's probably a good idea, even though you love those people that you're with, you know, the, your friends and your family, maybe every now and then it's a good idea to kind of reevaluate. Um, I actually heard this from Jim, Jim Rohn. I'll give him credit. Um, and I thought about it with technology. It makes a lot of sense too. Are these people serving me or do they take too much from me? Is this iPhone and the technology serving me? or is it taking away too much from me and i think we because techno you and i've had that conversation about technology all the time about the tools and it being like fire sure you can get burned and uh, or you can use it to heat yourself heat you know make food make a delicious chicken which we have which none of We do not today. have
0: here i was there you go i put it up on t for you there's a
1: robot chicken back there yes. but that's about it um but is it, oh, that's, I think that's such a good thing to ask yourself is like, is this serving me or is it taking away from, from, you know, from my, my, is this is it something that's actually serving me or not? Is it doing something that's far worse?
0: Helping or harming.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What, what is this? What is this? What is this doing? And what is my relationship with these people doing? Because the thing is, is as much as we love the people that we're with, right, and the people that are our friends, um, I've I've actually, lo- I've had friends that were awesome through the years that just would drop off the face, just drop off right. the face. and I'm like, what happened? And for so long, I just took it so personal that, oh, I must have said something or I must have done something. And it was either they grew out of the relationship the, the 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 level that i was at or i grew out of the the yep. and and either or so um if you really love if you really love something you set it free yes well yeah But you know if you really love your friends then you've got to encourage them to grow and you need to help them not hurt them right for sure
0: and it look you know it, i always say it looks like a venn diagram right so yeah the two ends just two ends of the circle sort of touch and then you kind of orbit out that way they go that way and then eventually maybe you'll get back together for a moment or a brief moment or two or maybe right. you won't you know
1: i uh but i i um i have been spending a lot of time reconnecting with people too lately and uh um it's so funny to to if you just put something on pause and then you come back to it and you're like okay we still kind of connect there you know there's yep. still places but Man, are we completely different. Yeah. Or, you know, and, and you know, there's a reason why things, you know, why things are, and then you can independently grow by yourselves and then end up like you said, you can end up back together, which is which is kind of cool, too. But I think that the important thing to ask that question is, is this helping me or hurting me? And then to know really why you want to do something. Why you need no matter what it is that you're if you tr- really want to grow outside of that box if you want to start your own podcast, or if you want to become a teacher, you know, if you want to be on the radio, I would strongly suggest something else. But but I will I will say those first two.
0: I, I there's many people in this building outside people that I know that told me both of them were impossible. You know. The, who's going to hire you to teach? Well, guess what? Did that. Why would you want to do a podcast in your house? Because I want to. That's why.
1: And, you know, God bless those people, but they were saying that because of the box that they had you in. You know, and, you know, you can use a, use those haters to make you stronger. It's not that... Or it, you can, you know...
0: I, I I've I, I guess I've just... I've worked very hard to just be... To know who I am mm-hmm. and uh, you know I'm I'm always been the kind of person that you're in or you're out I, I I'm happy if you're here either you're know. with me or against me not like that it's not like it's not adversarial in that uh-huh. nature it's just like it's neutral in that
1: nature hey I'm you know, going if you're look.
0: here I'm super excited that you're here you don't want to be a part of it I I cool. tell people, people that your, all the time That's do whatever.
1: so important look I'd love to do this with you, but I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to anyway. and, yep. and, and do this anyway. Yep. I'm going to do this anyway. I'm going to do this with or without you. Love to do it with you. Yep. And that's kind of, you know, this, here's the deal. I'm going to do this with or without you. Your turn to make the choice. Yep. I have chosen. Now it's your turn. And it's really kind of, you know, like the way you say it and the way we put it, like it's kind of harsh, but at the same time, that's like. That's just the, the sort of the black and white of it, you know, that this is, now there are times that probably that really becomes tricky when you talk about like, uh, you know, like relationships of, you're talking about somebody you're married to your spouse. And if you're growing apart where you sure, you know, you, you, that's why you really want to like something like that. I think you really want to like work with that person, you know, and I've been lucky enough that Lizzie and I kind of grow, trying to grow together. Yeah um and uh I've seen that happen before, where people are grow apart, and that's tough, but yeah man i mean um when you when you said when you know when you just said the the uh the thing about you know people why wouldn't you why wouldn't you be a teacher oh. isn't that the purpose? I'll give you this great idea this uh this guy his name's Ray. Higdon and um, he's like an internet marketing guy. And one of the things I learned from him was um, invest, learn, teach. Why wouldn't you teach what you learn? I mean, that's, there's so much research that says if you learn something with the intent to actually teach it to someone else, that you yourself will master and learn that thing better than you would if you were just going to use it for yourself. So the fact that you are teaching, and in your course it's uh, media, marketing.
0: Mass media and like social media essentially kind of combined into
1: one. So by learning and having such an interest in those fields, it actually makes you better at your job, the fact that you're teaching, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But isn't that the purpose? So his idea is invest, learn, teach. So I invest my time or money to learn something, right? And that would be taking a course or-, or uh, Coursera, uh, Skillshare, an actual it, course, yeah, whatever. Yeah, anything. Yeah. It, or just my time of reading a yep. book right. or buying a book. What, or, is, what is this book you speak of? <laughs> Sorry, a Kindle, reading my Kindle or right. my iPad. Um, I couldn't even tell you how much. I need to go back and find out how much money I spent last year alone in education. More, I mean, people have no, I, they look at me like I'm crazy when I'm like, yeah, oh, I did, the, I learned how to do this and I learned it because I'm just always so curious about what, you know. But the missing component for me really has been in the last year or so that I have, I've just been hoarding all this. Well, what's the point of that? Right. Now take what you've learned, you know, because you can actually make money from your notes. Sure. You can take your notes and not only make money by, helping other people but you can help other people which isn't that the point of what we're supposed to do you you would think so
0: i had somebody a wise man once tell me that there it's there's no purpose in being the smartest person in the room that's a that's a fruitless endeavor no
1: you don't want to be the smartest person in the room at all absolutely but you want to learn from that smartest person Mm -hmm. in the room and then help
0: give yeah, that, that knowledge
1: to the people that will accept it cuz not everybody will think. Right.
0: right but again that that's a habitual thing lots of people yeah. you know want to make sure that they're the the center of the
1: the the warm center of the universe i know what you mean i you think will. i used to do that one time never, one too and that never. doesn't really work out very well surround yourself that's where you see people that fall like you always see the the hollywood stories uh, how did this part, they had it all how did they cuz they surrounded themselves with all these idiots who just told them yes. Right. They never challenged themselves. You know? Look at a guy like Ashton Kutcher. Okay, now, say what you want about him, but I mean, he's pretty sharp in a lot of ways, sure. right? I mean, yeah.
0: uh, runs his own marketing company. Right.
1: Yeah. Like, so he's like, I'm not just going to be that weirdo on that 70s show, right? Right. I'm going, like, I want more, and I'm going to get around. Because he could have just, like, I'm gonna hang out in Hollywood and hook up with the girls that come in. You're Bruce Willis's
0: wife, and then whatever. So God knows what that was all right. about.
1: But uh, clearly, smarter man than we are. I guess so. Yes. At that point, I mean, geez, I don't know. I, I, uh, I, I um, I always like sitting and talking with you because we cover the weirdest and the strangest <laughs> subjects. I, <laughs> I don't know how we. I have uh, I have a
0: friend uh, who you know a mutual friend who uh, his name's Nick who always questions me when I tell him that I've never done drugs because he always thinks that I've you know I like did a lot of drugs at some point at some is, point and this is kind of just a terrible side effect of those drugs so if people are listening and they want to get a hold of you how do they do that I don't know okay
1: I'm on Facebook <laughs> until something else comes along and I'm on Twitter until so- and just look I think I'm pretty much the only Justin Barclay. B-A-R-C-L-A-Y. Hey, you know what's being built right now? Check this out. I'm going to show you logos. JustinBarclay.com. Ooh. It might actually be up and running at some point um, in the near future. So this is cool. I'm on the other day. I go, I've been doing messing around with this blog for way too long, trying to get this thing done. Because I was trying to get it done. I wasn't actually getting it done. Right. And... uh, I just need to get a lo- let me get a logo done. I go online last night to. Uh, have you ever used Elance? No, no, got it. you got it.
0: I know what it is, but I've never used it.
1: Fiverr and Elance. Yep. This is the greatest thing in the world. So I'm online. Some dude from Pakistan replies to my thing. Yeah, I'll do your logo for you. Twenty five bucks. You can have it tomorrow. The cost wasn't really. There was somebody that said wanted fifty dollars to do it in three days, and I mean, you, I remember a logo back when there was like five hundred dollars to do right, your logo. Right. Yeah. I just said I want like my initials. And it would be kind of cool to put them together, and that's what the logo looks like. So he sent me all these different mock-ups of what it would look like, you know. Here's here's a... That's gotcha. probably my favorite, I right? like that one. And then... there's nah, I like that other one. Slightly different. See, there's yeah, another I like the, one. I like the you first like the fir- one. I, mean, I yeah. do, too. I think that's my favorite. And then like even some weird, like that's kind of like high tech looking,
0: (laughs) but it also looks phallic. It looks looks phallic and cult-like actually that one.
1: Yeah. So, so, uh, so that's probably a good place. Justin, Justin Barclay.com. And God knows what'll be on there. I have no idea. So I will probably teach you something that I learned. I'll just put it that
0: way. I'll do. Can I do a guest op-ed? I'd love that. Okay.
1: That'd be awesome, man. Well, next time, actual, actual, Actual if you want, I'll bring it.
0: No, no, I'll cook it. I'll cook it, I promise, next time. Okay. All right, man.
1: Thank you. Always an honor and a privilege.